0: Hey, friends, just a quick note to let you know that we recorded this episode before the news broke of our mentor in chief's COVID 19 diagnosis. I don't think that changes anything we said. It's just why you won't hear us processing our Schattenfreude. Odds are pretty good that no one listening to this has the same cavalier approach to the highly infectious coronavirus as the President of the United States. So please just remain vigilant and think of all the people who don't have immediate access to top level medical care at a moment's notice. Maybe someday someone will come up with a more universal option for that. It's just a thought. And with that, on to the show. Coming to you late on a Thursday night, I'm Bobby Pape in Boston, Massachusetts, and this show has everything from the uh, iron fist of a liberal hypocrite who lives by her own rules, according to our president. It's Meredith, the MVH Van Harn in Detroit, Michigan. Good evening, Meredith.
1: Good evening. I am coming for your suburbs.
0: (laughs) uh and flying under the radar of greg abbott while well, he uh as we are recording is personally removing <coughs> ballot on. drop boxes across the state of Go texas on. in austin it's hillary the h-bomb livingston butler good evening hillary
2: good evening i'm so proud and i just want to let everybody know it's been defined so the new supreme court potential justice elect whatever um the they said that she uh, is a Rhodes Scholar. Well, she did attend my college, which is called Rhodes College, so now you can just call me Hillary Livingston Butler, Rhodes, Rhodes, Rhodes Scholar. Scholar. Awesome, yes,
0: <laughs> that's me. All right, let me make a note of that so that I can update your Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a dream. Uh, and I have absolutely nothing mean to say about Governor Jay Inslee, so Christy. <laughs> you're looking pretty good tonight out there in uh limwood washington the nice lady christy wise good evening
3: hello
2: hello uh
0: a small part of me had hoped that ann was going to be on just for the beginning here because i i did want to note that tim walls is the best governor with a z in his name (laughs) but jb pritzker is the only competition he has so you know
2: well yeah he's not bad he's okay
0: Pritzker? In- yeah. Is he?
2: Is he bad? Okay. Well, I feel like... I feel whatever. Like aren't they like the Hyatt or whatever?
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. J.B. Pritzker has ruined the initials J.B. He's ruined everything that <laughs> Fletcher did for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, of course, I'm living under the rule of, of of beloved Republican Charlie Baker, although my heart still belongs to Andrew Cuomo. And if you haven't caught on yet, this show has everything about politics, as we are just under one month from the general election and perhaps the first steps toward the doom fate of our future in this country. Uh more on that as we go. Um this is not going to be a preachy liberal rant themed episode. We swear it. Uh and we're also not going to preach at you all to vote because you're listeners to the show, which means we know you're responsible adults if you're an adult. Guys,
2: wait. I signed on to Yelp to look at something today and it said,
1: "Make sure you're registered to vote." And I was like, "Yelp? <laughs> relax like i got it oh, i don't I'm, need i'm getting from emails from like makeup companies being like here's yes. how you register oh thanks i wouldn't have known that unless thanks like but mac yeah don't you kind
3: of think that that's their subtle way to say we hate trump and we need yes. him out oh absolutely. so i'm like yes every time a company does that mm-hmm. even though i just delete it and unsubscribe i'm like
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, uh, we're going to skip the vote rant, but we are going to talk about our personal experiences with politics and elections uh, just to get us in that mood. Uh, First, some small talk. uh, And this is for some of us. I put mine on here that I'm doing voter letters uh, and I know some of you are doing some other things as well. But in addition to voting, which I did today, uh, I put my my absentee ballot for the state of New York back in the mail and I made the clerk at the post office uh, stamp it in front of me to To be absolutely Mm -hmm. sure that it had been postmarked. Um, I have signed up for Vote Forward, which is a a thing where they give you names and addresses and a template letter of uh, registered voters in – I don't know if it's just swing states or or kind of anywhere and it's just Battleground um, states. Yep. Yeah. And you write them letters. It's technically nonpartisan, though it has quite the <laughs> liberal vibe to it. And uh you, you basically write a message on this form letter telling them why you think it's important to vote, and they give you the address and you you sign it with your your not full name and address information, so it's somewhat private. And it's just an encouragement for that person to vote and to explore the voting options. And to look into it if they don't know what it is. And so I'm doing uh, 40 of them. And I've been working on a, a side project at work uh, these days. But whenever I have a down few minutes, I just grab the stack of letters I printed out, do a few more of them, put it aside. And then I'm going to stuff some envelopes uh, probably this weekend or early next week and try to do more. And what they do is we they have you hold them all until the middle of October. And then everybody's supposed to mail them at the same day. So they hit people's houses like a week or two before Election Day. And they sure. actually moved back that mailing date. Because of the shit show that is the USPS right now. So I think October 17th is the mail day. And it's just such an easy thing to do to encourage people to vote other than shouting on social media and on our podcast. So um, I'm doing that. Christy, I think you're doing postcards, right? You brought that up a few weeks ago.
3: Yeah, I'm doing two different postcard campaigns. Um, One's mom rising. So mom's getting moms to Get out the vote and the same thing we mail them on the third and I got hot um, mom voting motion. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes. Um, And they actually sent the postcards to us, which was cool. And then you just added your handwritten message. Um and, of course, I got, you know, 19th Amendment stamps, of course. You have Cute. to. Mm-hmm. And yes. then I'm also doing the ones I talked to about before, the postcards to voters. I did sign up for the one Bobby is doing, except for that my printer died. So I can't do oh, that, work. obviously. If I was at work, I'd just be using that printer. But right. sadly, I can't. And I'm really upset because we don't have poll. Because I know one of the things is is to go and be a poll worker so that... Um, older people that usually do it don't have to be in that situation. We don't have polls. And so I'm so mad. So I started looking, hoping I could like go to my dad's house and do it. But you have to be a registered voter in that state, which I get, but I yeah. wish I could.
0: That's the same reason I'm not going to work uh, this year. Because in the past, when we lived in Rhode Island, I was a, a an election uh, polling station warden a couple of times, and including the 2016 election, which was a very long and exhausting day I've talked about here mm. before, um, but because we're registered in New York still, because that is technically still our primary residence, the house we own there, I would have to drive back to Buffalo to be a polling mm. – po- It, would, it, would, it would just, it's not practical. So I'm going to try to look for other ways to be engaged on Election Day. Um, you, you have to be uh, a registered voter in the state to be a poll uh, worker, but I, the rules are probably different in different places for if you want to be a, a poll monitor for a party mm. – And so maybe that'll work, and so maybe I can go stand there next to the Proud Boy militia boys (laughs) in their fucking camo and long guns and uh, dorks. try to escort people who want help because they feel like victims trying to vote in this country right Mm -hmm. now. So anyway, I'll I'll stop ranting, but yeah.
3: Well, isn't it funny that saying make sure to vote is a liberal um, concept? Yeah. Yeah. And it's because when liberals and women and minorities vote, Democrats win. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's disgusting. It's, no. uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, whatever. And we're not going to rant, but. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, Hillary You're in right. Texas,
0: where you have to, uh, a genie shaped like Greg Abbott comes out of a thing <laughs> and you have to answer three questions <laughs> to drop your ballot.
2: Oh, man. And you know what? He's like, he's like, sadly, like, he's been terrible, but also not as bad as Rick Perry in a lot of ways. Like, he's actually some. He's one of those people that I know is probably smart, but he's just such a fucking partisan hack that it is, I don't it's just so fucking depressing. And they're trying to, you know, there's a a wave. A lot of people move to Texas, and they're not just white, rich people. You know, those are, like, getting overcrowded, and it's so frustrating because they're just trying to stop this purple-blue wave that's coming, and it's inevitable that they're going to try to gerrymander their ways out of
0: it. I had a thought about whether or not I wanted to um, make Greg Abbott disappear, and then I realized that if I did that, that Dan Patrick would become governor of Texas. No, no, I know it's it's like worse.
2: No, <laughs> it's worse. It's worse. Yeah, no, it's uh, worse. it just gets worse. Yeah,
0: uh, I also have a small tuck item that's completely unrelated to all of this, and it's much lighter. And it's I as I put it on the run sheet, my recent dalliance, and I it might actually be good that Anne's not here because this is damning, oh, and no. I would be judged uh, firmly. Oh, no. But but Hillary, you. Being the very liberal free spirit you are, will appreciate this, and I think the others might too.
1: You think you're safe from Anne's scorn? <laughs> yeah, she, because she's not she lives. <laughs> she knows
3: your phone number. <laughs>
0: oh, she knows so much more than my phone number. Um, I, I um, so I was at the grocery store last week, and I think there was like a we buy the bottles of Diet Coke, the sixteen point nine ounce six pack bottles. Because a can is ridiculous. <laughs> That's something where she and I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and it was four for ten or something like that. Like it was a good deal, but you had to buy four six packs. And um, I did something I haven't done in years, many years. I probably haven't tried anything this this uh, adventurous since college. You know, it's where you try your adventurous things. Uh, I bought a six pack of Diet Dr Pepper.
4: <gasps>
0: oh, and it's so good. Mm.
2: And it's okay. No, it's delicious. It's, Shut up. Shut it's, your mouth.
0: It's so sweet. And, like, I like a good diet repair. Like, I like a Diet Barks, but you can never find it in the six-pack bottles. And I've always been just loosely anti-Dr. Pepper. Like, it's never done it for me. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit of Hillary's inspiration. on how much she loves a DDP. <laughs>
2: I love it so much.
0: Uh, I, I love it. I, I just thought, just for, for a little variety, just to remember if for... I don't like it, you know. And uh, I got to say, for, like, dessert <laughs> for like an after lunch <laughs> treat. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I was surprised at uh at how that, much I it's
2: closer to the Dr. Pepper. That's the thing about Diet Doctor Pepper. Like Diet Coke to me is a fully separate drink than Coke. Like they are not related. They're related in name only and that's it. Uh Diet Dr. Pepper and Dr. Pepper are more closely related as far as taste. and that's how they marketed it for so long. It's like right. the diet drink no. that tastes as close to Dr. Pepper. And I don't I don't know if because I don't know, if because like growing up in Texas or something like Dr. Pepper it was such a part of my life, uh and it was always around that I was I like loved it. And we didn't get that much, so it was always kind of exciting when we got Dr. Pepper. But
0: um I don't know. Whatever.
2: Everybody yeah. has their own taste. Their, I never, never, never,
0: ever liked cherry coke. And oh, like to me coke. yeah Dr Pepper's like a spicy cherry coke. Yes. And yes. so I, I guess I was just surprised how much I didn't not like it.
2: Oh, well, yeah. Well, for what that go. is. There so you I you know I mean <laughs> you, it, you know
0: one bottle every few days until it's gone and then you know maybe in six ship months em, again.
2: Ship them to Hillary. No, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that's really probably a good idea not... but well I mean, of 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 all it's the presents you want for your
0: birth month you know what we can do better than diet dr Prepper. <laughs>
2: well listen dave gets mad at me because i buy like lucy's like i'm like oh i'll just go get one at the, <laughs> i'll just get one at the at 7 11 or whatever and he's like just buy a 12 pack and i'm like no no because i don't want to like commit to it and he's like just buy a 12 pack and so i just go and buy spend two dollars like every single time on a You know, a bottle of Dr Pepper, Diet Dr Pepper, and he's like, "Oh, it irritates him to no end." I like
0: (laughs) that your Diet Dr Pepper uh, treat is the same way people buy a cigarette off the bar.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can I bum one, please? Thanks so much. Um, Yeah, we've all been there. Well, well, stop lying to to yourself, Hillary.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know, I know.
2: (laughs) Mostly, it's it's for my own. It's it's because if I have diet soda in my house. That's the only thing I will drink. Like, I will drink no water. That is it. Like, it'll just be, like, can after can. So, I need to, like, limit myself, but then I'm just costing myself. It's really stupid.
0: Well, I mean, speaking of your breaks from reality, uh, when you venture out for your DDP, uh, your your small talk is also freedom. Okay.
2: I You know, it's complicated. Do I feel great about this? No. But... My kids go back to school next week, and I could not be more excited. I'm so, <laughs> so jealous of you. I'm so <laughs> thrilled. This week has been like I don't even care. Like I like will get a grade back, and I'm like whatever. Like I I can tell Bridget was not even trying on something, and I'm like I don't give a fuck. Like it's fine, whatever. She's in third grade. Um, I'm I'm so excited. This has been hell. Um, and now we've sort of gotten a little bit more in the group as we understand the schedules and all that Rory though is fully feral. Like he doesn't, I mean, we (laughs) keep catching him playing video games on his iPad and I'm like, I don't want to, or like he plays murder with his, his, um, they're not dolls they're action figures. They're not dolls. I've been corrected many times, but you know, he like, they all like high all each other all the time. I don't, I mean, I don't, he's watching TV all the time. We've lost the thread. Like it is gone. So they, the schools announced, AISD, our school district announced um, that the kids go back October 5th or whatever. Now I looked at the schedule at first and it said, okay, kindergartner, because they're doing it in phased in. So it's like kindergartner and then six, whatever, something. And I was like, okay, well fine. At least Rory will be at school so I can have just one. But it said the sibling of an, of a preferred grade or whatever gets to go as well. And honestly, I think Bridget might be one of two kids in her class. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want them in my house anymore. Children belong in schools and whatever. Like, no judgment. If people are leaving their kids home, it's like whatever. You do what you're comfortable with. Personally, for me, my children thrive when they're in school. And if they're opening it up, I am... Like, I am drop-kicking them into school. I can, I'm i pushing them out of the car, and I can't walk them in or anything. I'm just mm-hmm. pushing the little button on my minivan, and get I'm like, get out. <laughs> get out. Get mm. out. I don't care. Get out.
3: In other news, uh, I'm moving to Austin. I
2: know. Come <laughs> on down. <laughs> Christy, come on. Like, we have a futon in the loft area. Y'all can all, <laughs> y'all can all Oh, oh all no, I'm here. just going to send Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. She and Bridget can entertain there each you other go. play, like, <laughs> Roblox or whatever. Yep. Um, anyway, I'm very happy. It feels like a huge... Oh like, gosh. I can take a deep breath because so every, mor- and like every morning my butthole is clenched to what is going to happen. And mm-hmm. also, like, both of our, Dave and my works, are really busy. So, it, you know, if we were kind of not working as much, I wouldn't like it. But at least I could kind of concentrate on one thing. But, you know, Dave will be on a conference call. I'm on a conference call. We're running back and forth to the kids' rooms, making sure they're on the Zoom and whatever. And, I mean, we're really lucky. Our kids are fit in the quote-unquote normal range of things so it's not like I you know I have a special needs kid or anything so I can't can't even imagine uh and it because it sucks for us like it sucks for us it's awful so anyway yay check back on me in a week and Mm. I like I don't know I'll probably be drunk or something I'll be like I don't even
4: care
2: (laughs) (laughs) yay anyway that's that's my small talk um moving on to i guess more fun events uh here we got the mailbag so we got let's see we got uh justina we're just going to read she sent us a really like a longish email that was so nice um and yeah
0: it was full of compliments for us that nobody else needs to read if you want to read compliments about us please send us some exactly
2: exactly so yeah we love it i love reading compliments about myself my birthday month is this month so as you all know so please send me lots of compliments all the time um but justina talked about a bunch of things but she also mentioned uh tishi day at the minnesota fair and really like that needs to happen honestly i'm Mm -hmm. i i want to try it out i love a fair i want to go and i want to go to a fair i love the texas state fair i'm not even going to compare it because listen i'm not ready to mount a separate like you know, extension podcast, uh, about the Texas State fair. So it's like nothing compared to Minnesota, but I, I also am looking forward to one where it's not like hot when you go to the Texas, you know, when you go to the Texas State fair, even though it's in October, it's still like 90 degrees. So, um, I welcome going to the Minnesota state fair. It sounds lovely. Um, and then lovely and minor said, even though I should be writing my weekly blog post for work, I am compelled to submit a guest tea she recommends. Love it. Even though that's not really a thing. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, my recommendation is High Fidelity, the Hulu seri- series starring Zoe Kravitz. It was canceled after one season, so it is a low-time commitment. That's not the reason people should watch it. Full disclosure, we are only two episodes in, but I don't think it could fall apart for me uh, enough for me to rescind this. Number one, Oh My God, the music. Questlove is the executive music producer on the series, and I've been watching with Shazam open on my phone. Additionally, there is a complete Spotify playlist. Love it. Uh, it's Zoe Kravitz, uh, who is incandes- incandescently beautiful and turns out to be to be able to act. Um, also, by the way, her dad is on the cover of like GQ this month or something. He's like 56 years old. Holy shit. That's all I have <laughs> He's to say. never not going to be hot. <laughs> I right? mean... Uh-huh. I don't understand the abs. It's like almost either. intimidating mm. a little bit. You're like, I don't... I just Again, this is kind of like my Michael Phelps corollary where I'm like, I don't want to have sex with you. I just want to touch your abs. That's it. That's all. I, I just yeah, want to I mean, feel what it feels like. It's not too um, much. Number three is the writing, which is both moving and funny. The story is moving at a nice clip. Number four is my intense nostalgia about New York City. My favorite thing is being able to out being out on the streets at nighttime. And that captures the same <clears throat> that in the same way that the now unwatchable opening of Louie did side note. Yes. New York, specifically Brooklyn, not Chicago. Number five is a supporting cast. They haven't struck a false note yet. The show uh, does suffer from the friends problem. An owner, mm-hmm. <laughs> the owner of a record store, which has no customers cannot afford uh rent to employees in an enormous apartment. I own a specialty retail business. Y'all, this is not how it works. Mm-hmm um still it's a great watch so far and is saving me from brutalism of breaking bad which i've been cajoled into watching after enjoying better call saul i have no idea how my spouse can claim to have forgotten the exact fate of Emilio in season one episode two jesus go forth and enjoy (laughs) you know it's uh, um breaking bad as a side thing i like it it, i feel like once i got through season two like i don't know whatever season three i was like okay you know, this is... I'm really... Like, I'm enjoying this stuff. But it was a entertaining watch. But yeah. But I need to watch High Fidelity because as somebody who was at some point obsessed with the movie High Fidelity, mm-hmm. um, I really need to watch this because I feel like it was Alicia maybe who said, oh my goodness, it does not hold up. Now, I feel this is being the movie. I feel like um, the only reason why it sort of holds up is that the movie knows that he's a dick. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes it okay. But then he's also... So rude to the women and the ru- the women are such caricatures that it kind of ruins it. But the music, the music from that movie, the beta band song is still like one of my favorite songs. Um, Dry the Rain. It's really, really good. And anyway, but I want to watch this because I feel like it would soften the wounds of the movie.
3: I highly recommend it and was devastated when i read this email that it I was know. canceled i didn't I know. know it was
2: canceled i know it sucks i don't know it's, why I don't, it, it seemed to me i mean i'm in my twitter bubble of, i follow mm-hmm. a thousand tv um uh reviewers and stuff they all loved it so i was like oh it'll be i don't know maybe it was just too expensive i don't know yeah, it can have nice things it was really good and also she she's
3: kind of an asshole in it yeah so well, they, which is perfect yeah, yeah.
2: God, she is so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. She truly is. I mean, whatever. She it's comes, like gross. She has the genes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, and on to the question of the week responses. Um, what supervillain would you be? Joseph says, Magneto, because he's got sweet powers and a heart of gold. Yep. Uh, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sean also says, Magneto, one great superpowers. Two, he's actually right. Mm -hmm. Three, good helmet. Four, you can't say his name without saying (laughs) Nito.
1: Very good point. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Um, Heather says Ursula. I mean, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, she was right. And also, side note: Ariel is a dumbass because Mm, she could sign her name to the contract, yet she couldn't write her name to Eric. Like, hello. There's so many holes in that
1: movie. (laughs) I know.
2: Also, when you watch, I watched it with Bridget, and I was like. This is porny. Like, I mean, her seashells barely hold her boobs. Like, mm-hmm. they bare. like, there's going to be a nip slip at some point. And it is like, why is this
1: children's entertainment? That's because men are drawing it. Anyone who's ever them. worn a strapless bra knows it does not work <laughs> yes, that way. It doesn't no.
3: work, especially coming in and out of the water. Yes, let's, exactly. Let's, well, yes, yeah,
2: shooting out of the water. Danger, <laughs> danger. <laughs> um, K- Carolyn says Ernst Stavro Blowfield, the 1960s version, most specifically Telly Savalis, because you get to be cool and crazy in equal measure. Plus, it's been too long between haircuts, and shaving it all off is quite mm-hmm. appealing right now. I understand. uh Katie says A straight man, white man, so I could get away with everything. I love yes, this so girl. much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, I do. I um, no. Well, God, please. The men that I've been working with today. <laughs> no. Um, Gregory says, Impossible Man, shape-shifting and superpower, mimicry, teleportation, and en- encyclopedic knowledge of Earth's culture. So take the form of anyone or anything and mimic any superpower plus wicked good at trivia. Yes, please. I mean, I hear you. Um, Andrea says, the evil queen from Snow White, because go on, have a bite is probably how I poison someone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
0: feel like we learn a little bit more about Andrea every week yep. these days.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's like
0: the help or something.
2: <laughs> I'm teasing. <laughs> um, and Louise says, Missy from Doctor Who, because she's so freaking confident. I
1: don't know which one I that is. That which is. one is
2: Missy? Hold on. I'm going to look her up. Hold on. Start I was soon. never what able
1: to know? get into Doctor Who. Me it just. I Dave Uh, loves
2: Doctor Who, and when I watched uh, Power Rangers, I was like, "Oh, these are like they use the same special effects. Like it's
1: so like cheesy." Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Just seemed really tacky to me. But I, everybody's like, "Oh, you didn't start with the right one." I know. It seemed like a
3: college film, um, like students
2: made it Mm -hmm. with zero budget. I can't. Um, Okay, I'm looking her up. Okay, I uh,
0: I made the mistake of expressing like occasional interest in Doctor Who several years ago, and we have a, a friend who I'm sure will never hear this. It's actually an old colleague of Sam's in Rhode Island. Uh, an older woman who took, like, a couple of comments about Doctor Who to assume that I am obsessed with Doctor Who. And so every time <laughs> she sees anything about Doctor Who, she'll post it on Facebook and tag me in it. Anything. And I usually <laughs> have no, like, no idea what the hell she's talking thing. about. I've mentioned this before, but this is just like the time that I had a mild passing interest in the Power Rangers when I was six, and therefore One Christmas was Green Ranger everything. <laughs> yes. Mm. You
4: well, never let your happens. aunts know that you like a <laughs> specific <laughs>
1: thing, or it will be your thing for the rest of your life.
2: Yeah, until you're like 15 and you're getting, a uh, like, you know, husky uh, Green Power Ranger <laughs> yeah. pajamas or something. <laughs>
0: this is the uh, TLC vintage show Trading Spaces Phenomenon, Where they would do a kid's room and be like, Oh, he likes cowboys. Well guess what? Your bed's a boot and everything (laughs) else is a hat and everything's got spurs and it's all made out of dirt.
2: There's like hay
0: like (laughs) glued to the wall or something.
2: (laughs) Honestly, I think they did that on one of the And we
0: did it all for three hundred and twelve dollars. I used to love that show.
2: Oh, I did, too. There's an episode where they did this room called an Aqua Fiesta. I still think about that room. It was such a cute room. Like, (laughs) honestly, it's still something that I like. I need to look it up because it's probably disgusting. But at the time, I loved it. Um, Okay, and then finally, Jonathan says, I'd be whoever puts kryptonite in Superman's coffee. Then I'd go to the superhero protection program probably as Batman who's had enough of Superman because Batman is way cooler than Superman. Every guy thinks that Batman is cooler than Superman because the whole thing is your superpower is being rich and you just have to work really hard.
1: Mhm. And he's yeah, got that really was,
2: cool vehicles. Totally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean that was I I meant to mention this just really quickly. I had to put my husband on blast because I've done this I've said this before, but I just need to reiterate and I should have done this last week. When Dave and I first got together, I, it must have been like I don't know, maybe Spider-Man and stuff had come out but it was before Iron Man before the real like Marvel Universe stuff had had started going and I was like God people who are into superheroes are dorks and he was like totally totally they're totally dorks (laughs) my husband knows more about the superhero universe than any person I've ever met in my entire life and it's not even like he's such like a such a fan I mean he is a fan but he just has casual information about literally every single superhero and so he uh bamboozled me into marrying him. (laughs) It's a lie. It's a lie. It's all a lie. Our marriage is built on a lie. But anyway. um, That seems uh, like a different episode of this show. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
2: No, but I love him anyway. It's fine. And it serves for me to not have to talk about it. Like, if Rory has questions, I'm like, you know, the encyclopedia of Marvel and DC is right over there. He's a DC guy, but he knows all about Marvel. Anyway. All right, <laughs> enough about supervillains. Uh, we're going to go on to medium talk, and we, you know, as we had talked about at the start of the show, we are about a month out. I mean, I think Kara Brown says this. Can I go into a coma until November fourth? I would like that, please, yes, mm-hmm. please, very much. Um, but you know, I, I think all of us, to a certain degree, even though this is like a disgusting election and it's awful and <sighs> whatever. Um, I think we all have, like, a an interest in politics. You know, we, we've either participated or we've definitely voted and, you know, keep up on current events. So we thought we'd just talk about, like, when was the first time you voted? Any sort of ancillary stories to that. Um, so who wants to go first? Mr. Pape, Yeah, Yeah, we,
0: we should just – we can follow the order of the run sheet. Uh, yes. I put two different years here for reasons that will become apparent in a minute. Uh, my first time voting officially in an election – was 2004 yeah. and uh i had just moved
2: I'm so young it's <laughs> weird yes i'm
0: definitely bragging about how young i am mm-hmm. uh if you you forget to mention that right before we started recording i reminded everyone that sam and i have dinner and watch the cbs evening news with Nora yes. o'donnell <laughs> yes. and then our biggest, a bit. our biggest argument <laughs> is who's going to reach for the remote to turn off wheel of fortune oh, uh, God. <laughs> uh turn again to be clear turn off wheel of fortune we have standards oh. Um 2004, uh, I was uh, perfectly happy enough to cast my vote for John Kerry. So, so much good that did for us. Um, yeah. uh, and I have zero recollection of voting in that election. Like, I know I did. I know that I was on campus at UB. I know that I registered there so that I could vote there in person. I remember being annoyed at the uh, town of Amherst, New York, um, council member who represented our district because the campus is massive and mo- his district included the massive campus and he didn't give a shit about the campus and it really annoyed me. And I had this thought that, like thousands of us should register and vote him out just to mess with the town of Amherst. And of course that didn't happen, yeah. but uh, I-, I know that it happened. I have no visual memory of doing it. Um, but the visual memory I have of voting for the first time is actually from when I was like six. Uh, and it's 1992, I was not voting in the actual election, although I'm sure I went with my mom to vote for Bill Clinton. I'm, I'm assuming she did. I, I could probably ask her, but I'm sure that was the answer. Um, but we, uh, had a, a dummy election in school around the same time for the experience, you know, for like an educational thing for voting. And so everyone in my elementary school voted in the 1992 presidential election. And of course, a bunch of dumb kids, have no idea what they're voting for. And as a result, Ross Perot won. <laughs> of
2: course. Of course. The little
0: guy. <laughs> and yeah, I think he just looked the most like a child of those three yeah. candidates. Right? He does have funny ears.
1: Yeah, He did.
4: Well, and it's oh. like,
0: uh, you know, you tell, okay, oh, so Bill Clinton is a Democrat and, and George Bush is a Republican. And then there's this guy who's independent. Don't you want the guy who's independent? Oh, and he's yes. wealthy. So it makes sense, right? It makes sense. He's independent and wealthy. And and of course, he's the weird third party guy. And so we're all going to vote for the weird guy. And so, yeah, I don't remember the percentages, but I just remember that Ross Perot ran the table on the State Road School elementary elections for president <laughs> in 1992.
4: <laughs> oh, That's man.
0: all. Oh, and That's it was fun. in the old school booths. So like, I think they put like a step stool in there basically because New York back then had the... uh the mechanical booth where you pull the lever to close the curtain oh, and you flip fancy. the switches. I never and, got to cool. use one of those. I haven't either. Oh. Yeah. Oh, we used those up until I, I think we probably used him in 04. I mean like they used him for a long time in New York. That's fun. So uh there you go. Voted I, Mer- I don't I don't remember who I voted for in nineteen ninety two, but I know that Ross Pro is very popular at State Road Elementary. <laughs> <laughs> well.
4: Wow.
1: Got those big ears. Yep. Um Meredith. My first was the year 2000 Bush-Gore election. <laughs> so what an introduction <laughs> to no. voting that was. Because I turned 18 in the very, very, very end of 99. So um, this was literally my first opportunity to vote. And I don't fully remember, like like you said, Bobby, I don't have a, f- a memory of actually voting. What I remember, obviously, is that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, my, my parents were always into politics and they would watch, um, elections closely. And, you know, um, so I remember sitting and watching, um, on election night who was going to win. And sometimes when I got a little bit older, I know my mom would wake me up when they called it and, mm-hmm. and I was expecting this to be pretty obvious and to be called. And obviously it was not. Um, so I, I remember very distinctly, um, the apartment that i was living in i remember loki my gray cat was a little baby he was a little kitten Aww. at the time and it was like a lovely fall situation i think i had gone to the farmers market and like gotten squash and kale like it was so <laughs> fall oh you were so ahead of the time <laughs> <I> too <know>. <laughs> <laughs> um but i know that was my first time voting and i definitely voted for gore um but <laughs> um we did Vote with. I've never gotten to pull the lever, but we had the kind with the little punch things, and I was mm. I remember just being like so worried because I didn't realize how how badly those could go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Chad's yeah, Chad <laughs> never never I want to hear Chads. about those again. Um, but now in Michigan we do. Um, you know, you just color in the the yeah, circle, like scan because um, they, they scan yeah, same, them.
0: Same in New York now, anyway. I actually don't know what Massachusetts does, but in Rhode Island, a computer one. Oh. Yeah. That seems yeah. shady. Well, but then it,
2: it prints out a. Th- but see, that's a thing. Is it? It like prints out a thing. If there's so, a paper trail yeah. to back it yeah. up. If yeah. you've
3: watched Scandal, that can also be.
1: I know. Yeah, it can Hackable. I did um, fill out my first absentee ballot today. So, so that exciting. was really exciting. Researched Welcome. as many of the like there were like 400 Welcome. judges up for it. And, uh, and it's so so is also. Hard
2: bullshit but yeah. whatever that's for another time
1: yeah well like it, it's non-partisan but then you go to their website and they're like we're a republican it's yeah. like, <laughs> well, what? we hate women I don't like, understand yeah. so yeah, I, I did as much restrooms. research as I could Gregory and I sat at the dining room table for a good hour today and just mm-hmm. tried to look up judges and we we're like well this one has an instagram this one has a facebook page <laughs> <laughs> let's vote for the instagram one i guess I don't yeah. know. no we did yeah, a little does, bit more
2: it does kind of seem like if it's like they have an instagram or a facebook you're like i'm gonna vote for the instagram yeah. one. Look at that. <laughs> we
1: influencer. did get a little more substantive than that but yeah. it's definitely part of the conversation because it's so hard to find i just didn't feel like i was informed and i don't want to vote for somebody who's a potential monster do you, yeah. do you guys have a progressive voting guide
3: like an online
1: Um, sort of. Um, I, I'm, there was just not one place that had everything. I, yeah, you know, we don't have to register as a Democrat or Republican or independent, Mm -hmm. and I'm not, and I don't always, you know, I don't always fully agree with the Democratic positions. Yeah. Um, I think I'm more liberal than the Democrats. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, the only thing I could find was a Michigan Democrat voting guide. And that's yeah. fine. Um, I checked yeah. with a friend of mine who's a lawyer about the judges and got some recommendations. And the, nice. they lined up with what I had found and agreed with anyway. So I feel like I did a, as good a job as I could. And then we we went down to the community house um, in our neighborhood uh, a few hours ago and dropped them in a in the box there. So... Um, the post office was not involved at all. Mm-hmm. So I feel yes. pretty good about that. Cool.
3: Um, the thing I remember about that night, the 2000, um, first is Tim Russet with his whiteboard. Yes. Do you guys remember yes. this? And he kept, Florida, it, but, Florida,
2: Florida. And he kept
3: like erasing, like, if this happens, like, trying to make it so that um, that, he would, that Gore would win. Yeah. Like, if we do this math, if someone's standing on their head, like, so yep. crazy. And also because I'm... Um, uh, election nerd i had a party and i was in college i did too i do too <laughs> and all democrats one conservative and she was just loving it like uh. Uh. and we were like bawling because it was like it was just it was devastating and we were crying and then my friend wrote because i always pass out like the U.S. map and you color it in as they come in.
2: <laughs> Fun! It's I want to <laughs> I know. I wanna go to your party! <laughs> You're invited! We you
1: did yeah. Zoom this year. Yes! And oh. um,
3: Florida was blue, right? So yeah. she colors in blue. Yeah. And then it comes back in red. And so she wrote this, like, and it won awards. It was, like, uh, Florida it, Florida shouldn't be purple. um, Because, you know, when you do blue and then red, it makes purple. Yeah. 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 So... That was pretty devastating. That was
1: quite an election. I know that when I was little, I was sort of interested in it, but all I knew is that my parents were Democrats, and I remember. Mm-hmm. I think the first election I was aware of was was um, Bush Dukakis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I remember being like sad that yeah. that that Bush won, but I didn't really know why. I just yeah. Yeah. I just got the impression from my parents that Republicans were bad people. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like when the morning of uh, November 9th, 2016 and i you know had just like you know had told the kids i mean rory was too little but bridget was just old enough for her to understand that there was gonna be a woman president and mm-hmm. guess what her name was gonna be hillary and mm-hmm. she spells it the same way anyway so november 9th i'm like why i went to work i have no idea but i'm buckling bridget into her car seat and i looked at dave and i said i have to i have to tell her and i told her and i started crying and she started crying because i was crying i mean she wasn't really crying because she was sad about the election she She was just something was wrong (laughs) yes yeah yeah. and it was yeah you just kind of it trickles down a little bit to your kids Mm -hmm. especially if you have the right stand well and
3: the thing is that when these things happen it's not that our guy lost it's that our lives are at stake, like yeah, millions yeah. of people's lives, yeah. uh, as we know yeah. now. Yeah. Like, we all of the things that we were scared of happened and worse. Mm-hmm. I know. And so, the like, Trump part stop crying, it's <laughs> fine, <laughs> shut up. Like, we're like, like, it's ugh. not yeah. fine, no, exactly. it's literally, it's we've like destroyed all of our systems,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and, whatever. That's so fun. Um, yeah, the 2000. 2000- one, I was a senior in college and I had a party too and I and everybody left at some point and I was like, Well, I'm staying up and then I just mm-hmm. remember falling asleep in my bed at three in the morning and waking up and I was an intern for uh this guy who is a Democratic if you watch Morning Joe, he's occasionally on there. Uh his name is uh Harold Ford Junior. He was like young, kind of cute ish guy from Memphis and I interned in his office that um winter And I had to go to work and we just got calls after calls after calls. It was just, you know, it was back and forth. People saying either tell Gore, like, like Harold Ford Jr. Had this way. He was like 28 years Mm -hmm. old, but it was, he was a, from the house for representatives and it was like, tell him to resign or tell him to step down or, or tell him to keep going. I mean, it was so, it was, it was just, it was just chaos. It was. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, okay. Quickly. Um, I was going to do mine. Um, the first one I, elected, I voted in was 1996. I do remember it because um, I voted in not my elementary school, but an elementary school near us. And where I grew up in Dallas, very heavily uh, – Republican like it is just a Republican neighborhood it just uh, there are we were the Democratic family that almost everybody knew it was like oh the Livingston's they're mm-hmm. the Democrats um they and, love to kill
3: babies I
2: know <laughs> exactly but it was almost like we were like the oh they're the Democrats like they kind of yeah. pitied us a little Cute. bit and I, in fact you know George W. Bush like live near me sort of. And, and Ross Perot actually, his son lived down the street from my. like, it was just that kind of neighborhood. I saw
1: Ross Perot at oh, dinner one time.
2: <laughs> You're like, there he is <laughs> the whole guy. Um, but he, um, anyway, so I remember going in and my mom at some points was a poll worker and people would come in and be like, Oh, Kathleen. Hi. Um, and then she would just say like, go over there. Cause she was like, you know, <laughs> there would have just be a handful mm-hmm. of Democrats that would come in. I, um, my birthday, as everybody knows, is October 27th, and I turned 18 in 1996. And I was really nervous beforehand because I thought, "Oh no, you have to be registered a month before um, in order to vote." But you can just—I don't know if everybody knows this, but at, at least in Texas, you can register to vote like when you're 17 and 10 months or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. some magic. If you I think it's will the be same. 18, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah, it's the same year. Uh. So, so yes, I like hopped on and registered. I was so excited. I was like, oh I get to vote! And I don't know that one was a little bit anticlimactic because, you know, it was Bob Dole. I mean, Bob Dole seems he's like a very John McCain-ish person, mm-hmm. like. I don't agree with most of his stances, but I think he's a good person probably maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so I, it, it was kind of a slam dunk. I felt like I remember I just not, it wasn't a big surprise, but Meredith kind of like you were saying, you know, my parents, so my, I mean, I've said this before, my grandfather worked for LBJ and my whole family has always just been really political. We've always, we've just been like Democrats my whole life. And in fact, in 1984, when I was in kindergarten, my mom pulled Missy and me out of kindergarten to go see Geraldine Ferraro speak. And, like, I remember that. It was such a big deal. And I went to a pro-choice rally when I was in high school with Ann Richards, and Rosie O'Donnell was there. It was very exciting. Cool. Um, and she flirted with my mom. It was, like, mm-hmm. a cute right. experience. <laughs> um, anyway, so, like, we've always just been super-duper political, and just, like, that's a really big part of our life. And... I don't know. I feel I can feel it when I talk to my parents. It's like what's going on now is just I mean, not to get on our soapbox or anything. It just is like it's more sad because like I, I you know, I've had friends that I have friends that are Republicans and, and I, um you know, we can have healthy disagreements and whatever. It's fine. It just is like. I don't know. This one feels so it's I was thinking back to 2004 where I remember because you know the Iraq War was going on and it was like this is the most important election and they always say that but like this one really feels like democracy mm-hmm. is on the line. Something so is different kinda, yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something feels it different. It feels really weird. So yeah. while while maybe Joe Biden was not my first, second or third choice, like I think he's a decent man and I think that I don't know. I'm not going to, whatever. I know we said we weren't going to say anything, but it just is like, there's a right choice and a wrong Wait, choice. No, you're, you're a,
0: you can have an opinion. I think yeah. I think yeah. I was pretty clear in my yeah. opinions when yeah. I evaluated yeah. your governors. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we weren't going to be preachy. It was our point. Yes. So
2: No, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll still love you, but there's a right choice and a wrong choice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and don't, for, don't vote third party, guys. Oh, come, please, on. come on. Don't Jill Stein, yeah. get out of here. That's how we got Go. in this mess
3: in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're in a battleground state, then don't yeah. not vote. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. Um. All right. To Ms. me? Yes. Um
3: mine's kind of boring 1996 reelected Clinton. Yep. Um what I had the opposite problem of um Hillary in that I turned 18 in 1993 after he had already taken in December. So oh, yeah. I was uh, like, so you had to wait. Damn it. So I voted in a lot of like school board, like boring <laughs> ones, but still important. But I have a story Bobby's story of voting in elementary school reminded me of like it gave me a flashback of how nerdy i was so in my sixth grade class that was the year that bush and dukakis were running um but there was the democratic um primary so there was a mm-hmm. lot of people Al winning. Gore
2: I remember I got mad because my parents didn't vote for Al Gore because I thought he was hunky probably would have won yeah
3: um, so we had this point system in sixth grade where you could earn points and then save them up and one of the things was to come up to teach a lesson or have a homework assignment that you taught the class and I That's what I wanted. That was like the golden thing I did so I got it and everyone's like, yes, you can have us watch cartoons or like, like they had all these ideas for me. But nope, I ran a mock election, and I made.
1: <laughs> I bet all I your them, classmates loved you. They
3: were so pissed. Like I still see the like the seething anger that they had, and me like, "This is so stupid." And I had made like ballots with pictures and wrote oh, yeah, little things you. about you. I love you, <laughs> such a nerd. And um, uh, I made them all research who they would do, and and then we had a vote. I don't even remember who won because I was like. So nervous that they, I thought they would think it was so fun.
2: <laughs> You're like, isn't oh this gosh. fun? Yeah.
3: But yeah, um, it was not uh, for everyone but me.
2: There was, um <laughs> sorry, there was one thing that I just remembered. I, Bobby, like similar to you, I remember they had a mock election. And I was the only one in 1998 in my third grade class that voted for Dukakis. Everybody else raised their hand for Bush, and I started crying. Oh. <laughs> they made
1: us do it like out loud, like they made us like raise yeah, our that's hand. That's messed Dicks.
2: up. Well, I know that's
1: pretty against the spirit of actual voting. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember I doing don't... fake elections, like in fifth grade. Mm. was was ninety two for me, and but I don't remember who won. It was probably this It was probably just like, oh, the guy with the funny ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um,
2: should we do a real quick, like favorite politician mm-hmm. run
1: through? Sure. Uh, yeah.
2: Bobby, if we have got? One. Yeah.
0: yeah, i sorry. I was just trying to confirm whether or not we could take Michael Dukakis, our turkey carcasses this year.
2: And, <laughs> and, and so.
0: and oh, it, yeah. It appears the no. uh No. Yeah, so I picked uh, uh, two favorite politicians, and I'm going to plug them both very, very quickly. And, and I, I'm allowed to have two because one of them's not an American. So uh, mm-hmm. I'll do the American first. And uh, Hillary, you were concerned we might have the same person, but I. No, re- I changed mine. I changed I, mine. Well, I am. Okay, because I really doubt we will, because after I thought about this. Mine is, um, uh, she is she is passed now, but it's uh, United States Representative Louise Slaughter. Um, oh. Louise Slaughter was my representative growing up. She was in the House from 1987 until she died in 2018. Uh, oh. And she was the oldest member of the House when she died. She was a, a trained uh, an academic microbiologist, and she was from the Rochester area. And she was super progressive and super progressive on women's rights uh, all the way back into the 80s. She was a co-sponsor of the Violence Against Women uh, bill that Biden was on. And she was always the exemplar that my grandmother would point to when I was a kid for the kind of politician who was always doing good. She was always yeah. fighting for science and fighting for equality. And she represented our district which changed shapes and numbers through the years. The whole time, she had a lot of power in the house, but she didn't try to climb any higher than that. She never got mired in Scandal. Um, She was just sort of a hardworking local representative who always seemed to mean well and never seemed to get caught up in bullshit. And so even though there's lots of, you know, I could easily say JFK or something and, and, you know, suave, well-spoken educated all those great things you know uh but but as far as a just a, a long-lasting progressive who made an actual impact and and newer constituency and you'd see her at things like i i saw her so many times growing up uh yeah so louise slaughter i hadn't thought of that at first when we thought about this question but the more i thought about it, the more i came back to her so that was my other one and then the other one is canadian prime minister lester b pearson <laughs>
2: okay (laughs) that was mine (laughs) oh you took it
0: uh uh pearson was the uh prime minister from 63 to 68 and he basically did everything that makes canada the canada that we think of when we want to flee the u.s so even if you just go to his wikipedia page mike pearson's time as prime minister for the um liberal government he introduced uh universal health care Student loan programs, the Canadian pension plan, and the flag—the maple leaf flag. Oh, it's a, flag. oh it right? it's a good flag, It's a good flag, flag. Uh, yeah. and that was like a big deal. It took years to get that damn flag done, and it's a great story that we won't get into here. Uh, so, uh, you know, when I think of all the things that make Canada great, it all comes back to Mike Pearson. His nickname is Mike Lester B. Pearson. So, Lester Bowles Pearson. So, I thought, how do
2: you get to Mike?
0: I don't know. I have no <laughs> it's idea. <so> <laughs>
2: <laughs> like just call me Barb or there, I don't know.
0: <laughs> there is a story about that somewhere. Like he worked his way up. He was a pilot. He he was staunchly opposed to Vietnam and and he and LBJ actually hated each other because of that. Yes. And and he had a vocal opinion of how much he hated LBJ and and he came to the States and like railed against being in Vietnam and then he was never invited back. Um I'm pretty sure he also gets some credit for NATO. <laughs> For helping oh, wow. make NATO happen. Wow. Yeah. So like I just thought I'd mix it up with a non American politician since I think all of us have been like I I'm pretty sure so we're recording this on Thursday night, so the wounds from Tuesday night are still pretty sore. And, even, and and I could even watch. I think we all NATO. reached that point on Tuesday night where we were just like, Yeah, Canada looks great. <laughs> no. I bet the Again. search results
3: for um how to immigrate mm-hmm. were off the church. <laughs>
0: Again, like I said, would it have been
2: so bad if we lost the revolution? I mean, yes. we wouldn't have Hamilton, but we might have had, you know, national health care. That would maybe be. Yeah, a good I would thing. make that trade. Me, yeah, too.
1: me too. Me too. Oh, um, all right. Meredith, do you have anybody? Um. Well, I have a few. I mean, I didn't know we were restricting it. I don't think we were. We didn't really discuss the particulars, but we're not restricting it necessarily to U.S. politicians or even Mm -mm. alive politicians. No. So I was thinking about, like, Nelson Mandela or, you know, I I guess the Dalai Lama counts as a politician, technically. He's Mm -hmm. just in exile and isn't really um, doing what he should be doing um, because he... uh yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like how do i (laughs) you guys know the deal with the dalai lama um so there i admire both of them a lot as far as like but i i I was thinking a lot about um john dingle um he is the the longest serving um member of the house and he died in um last year i was gonna say it wasn't that long ago yeah um but he served from 1955 until until 2015
4: Damn. Um,
1: and he did so many cool things. His writing was really good. He was very vocally against Trump and he wrote some really funny and, and witty things on Twitter. And this dude was like 90 and yeah. he was just tearing it up on Twitter. Um, but he also like, you know, during he did a lot of um, uh, work with um, environmental protection. He worked on the Civil Rights Act um clean air he voted for the affordable care act they're just like there's so many great things that he did and his wife debbie succeeded him and then um won her election so she's my representative now which is pretty cool
2: that's awesome very cool he was a good twitter follow he
1: was Mm -hmm. like
2: i don't know if he had like some teen doing it but he was really funny
1: i don't think so from from what his wife said i follow her on facebook too and she writes about him a lot um, especially right after he died. But I think he did it all. Like, he was very sharp until the end. Um, okay so my two
2: well I thought about doing like a funny one because I love like a crooked politician not like in a Mm -hmm. Trump style but like one that like so I was like Buddy Cianci because he just (laughs) was like kind of a piece of shit but like it was like entertaining Uh, but
0: he was a piece of of shit for the people like if you talk to conservative old Italians in Rhode Island Buddy Cianci is a folk hero you know you guys we
1: could combine this show with last week's show super villains right (laughs) politicians fit really nicely into that they really really do like blagojevich is just like yes. A god.
2: <laughs> god yes and that god that happened like you know it happened right like during the i mean right after obama got elected and then you know right it was like the economy was crashing and that was like great entertainment you're like yes tell me everything about this um no but like and I, then i was thinking it, like, i just Edwin wish i could ed-
0: title this a valuable fucking show <laughs> like, i know itunes would bounce it yeah
2: um And then I was thinking, like, Edwin Edwards, because all the Louisiana governors um, were super fun. Actually, another little trivia. My brother, well, not briefly, actually, for a while, was married to uh, this woman. And her dad was the governor of um, Louisiana for, like, four years. I mean, just for one term. And he was beat in the Republican primary by David Duke. <laughs> it was oh. really sad. Um, anyway, so, Louis, yeah, it was awful. Um, Louisiana is crazy. But really, my two probably favorite ones um, are, I got to represent Texas, are Ann Richards and Barbara Jordan. They were both, um, you know... The- <laughs> Not for a long time, but at some point, Texas was a, you know, a good democratic state and produced some pretty amazing women. And Ann Richards, while having some problems and, you know, didn't have a perfect record, she was was pretty awesome. And she had a a one-liner in her and she was, I mean, she just was a force of nature. Um, And Barbara Jordan, I mean, she's well known, but she was amazing. And she just died too soon because I was reading a little bit more about her and like Clinton wanted to put her on the Supreme Court, but she was just too sick. Um, and, and she died when she was 59, but she um, she was pretty amazing as well. So my Lone Star ladies um, representing a, a time in which <laughs> a Democratic woman could get elected statewide in Texas. I can't even time. imagine. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Can you imagine? No, nobody can. Anyway, that's your mind.
0: Uh, your mention of Louisiana governors got me thinking about John Bell Edwards, and I, I wonder yes. if he – likes his middle name or if he just has to use it <laughs> he's like oh,
1: I'm not that no. John Edwards <laughs> yeah
2: oh God I know yeah you have to you have to sub those in Ugh. Christy um my favorite president
3: is Jimmy Carter um, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly because I think I was two years old when he was campaigning and my dad took me to see him. I don't remember anything about it, but I just remember, yep, that's my president.
1: Um, <laughs> he's a cool, he's a very good man. man he's just like. so
3: good and innocent and yeah. kind of nerdy and yeah. wasn't super rich like they are all now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just really like him. Um, and, and
0: it's his birthday today.
3: Oh, oh look at that! Yeah. He's How in October, old is he now? Ninety six. Wow. Geez. Yeah, he's and still, he's still ticking, building and still houses. Still building fucking houses like every Jeez. day. Yeah. I feel I can't even read about him because I feel lazy.
2: <laughs> you know, my brother's name is Carter. Um, After him? and no, oh. no, my mom's maiden name is Carter, and my mm-hmm. brother is. God love him. He's older than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he when Carter was running, I guess in '76, my parents had just moved to Dallas my brother was wearing a shirt that said like Carter for president or something. And our neighbors who we ended up liking, uh, like my dad, dad, correct me. But my, the neighbors said like, take that shirt off or something like that. Like gave my brother shit. And my brother was seven or something at the time. He was like a little kid. He thought it was him. And it's his name. And my dad and our neighbor, like, didn't get into fisticuffs but i think that words were spoken and they didn't speak for like a really long time after that and we shared a driveway with these people oh my god (laughs) i
3: had i have a a picture of me as a little kid that with a shirt that says i'll be president someday as soon as i can cross the street or something weird like that. oh that's kind of cute but my current day um favorite politician is aoc which yeah yeah it is so amazing. Ass. And instead yeah. of watching the debate, I watched Knock Down the House. If you haven't seen did it... Did you cry? Oh, my God. I was <laughs> blubbering mess. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's on Netflix. It's so good.
2: Um, the It's too... I had never even heard of... The, um, Hillary, did you see it? I, I've only seen the... like Because this is so me, I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah, and because start of, crying.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You should watch it. I didn't know as much... About her at all Like I love her And I love that She's just like Stop lying Like she
2: is so great I just Love everything about her So um, And she's
3: like 30
2: Like she's so composed And she's 30 Or 31 Or whatever Well
3: and She is eligible To be president In 2022 Which will be amazing But um There's these two Who made Or Someone made the documentary But they focused on These two groups Um Brand new Congress Which is a um super PAC that is trying to get working class people into Congress. They don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat because like they just want real people. um, Yeah. Which is so great. great. And then another one called the justice Democrats. So those are the people that found AOC and said, please run um, because she had done, she had like interned for Kennedy and um, done a bunch of stuff. Um, But what I didn't know and found out is that, she so she won um against like this long-time incumbent guy who had a a bunch of money, millionaire. She also won a neighboring district's write-in vote that she didn't even run for.
2: Wow. Um
3: that she had to turn down because um I guess the Bronx is split it split into two districts and she was running where she lives in the 15th and she won for the 14th as well. Like wow as a write-in
2: vote. Hmm. I'm always just so impressed when I see her go on, like, a long-form thing. And I know the thing that I hate is she's become, like, a boogeyman for – conservative people you yeah. know she, just you just say her initials and it's and like, like yeah. you know it's like pelosi and they're just like Bleh. it's like a bad but, word yeah yes but i mean she really can back it up she speaks so well and she calls people out on their bullshit and i'm always yes. so impressed She's by her really smart. composure yeah. you should and- watch this because she debate when she debates the guy twice oh my god like, My favorite thing so- that ever happened was when they were like, we found out that she is a slut. And it's like some nerdy, like, BU or BC or wherever she went to school, like, performance thing. And it's, like, cute. And yep. she's was oh,
1: it that dance like, that she's doing well, on yeah, the way. It's adorable. And it's so and innocent. You, like what she
2: it, right. and you know, she it's good, you know, luckily for her in a way. She's a very attractive person. Like she's really pretty. So it like they're like, "Oh, look, she is such a slut." And it's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. She's Meanwhile, like Trump's wearing, wearing a wife t-shirt. was naked. I
3: mean, but I just don't
2: shame anyone
3: and yeah, yeah. yeah. She wasn't she yes. wearing like a college t-shirt?
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. Stop. whatever it's all these conservative nerds that are like horny for her, but then they're so about they it. so want to fuck her and <laughs> yeah, that's the
3: whole thing <laughs> hate themselves like, for hate it fucker and
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> no. Oh, no but they're like liberal, as young I... as her daughter as their daughters <laughs> yeah. and like, women it's... can't do anything without being called whores and it's kind yeah. of lost meaning yeah, yeah exactly. Well,
3: what remember we're when all the... whores
4: <laughs> also not <laughs> a show fine. title <laughs> yeah
3: um do you remember when the uh Yoho or whatever called her a the bitch oh, yeah, on the yeah, stairs yeah. oh yeah I love her like come back to yeah. that she no. is Ugh. very
1: good at doing like really pointed really mm-hmm. you know just kind of skewering people in a yep. really really smart and like so surgical way
2: yeah calm like mm-hmm. she doesn't blow her top so oh much. my gosh yeah, no. and she's very, very
3: I could not do that I mean that's why no. I would never be her because I'd be shaking I'd be mad I'd be like, oh yeah red face yep
2: start crying <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> rage crying yep
2: um. Anyway, yeah. So I guess the, the question, question of the, of the week. week is: uh, Who is your favorite politician of all time? Mm-hmm. And and parenthetically, not necessarily for his or her politics. Yeah, you can yeah. like Buddy CNC, You know what? Yeah. You're kind of like, but I like you know what's the guy? What's the guy that had the boat and he was cheating on his wife? Um, oh, Gary Hart. Gary Hart. Gary <laughs> Hart. My dad worked for his <laughs> uh, campaign. <laughs> what was it monkey business i think is the name of this <laughs> why would well, you have a, uh, be a yeah. boat called monkey business?
3: <laughs> what was the washing the washington dc mayor that was smoking crack and he still oh, won yeah. oh yeah barry um, marion yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. marion Mar- Mar- barry barry yeah oh, I think that's right um no there's some there was like a john there's a congressman from dallas what is this? God, i'm gonna like be irritated with myself that I do not john wiley uh, John wiley price i think and he's one of those guys that's like not a good politician but he's so loud and just out like every, i mean since my childhood he's sort of been like this he just wilds out and i don't think he's done a lot of great things but he like is so entertaining that i'm like whatever he's kind of fun at least he makes it like kind of fun to watch anyway yeah so pick yeah. whatever you want <laughs> they entertain <laughs> you you like yeah. you admire them yeah and they yeah let us know it'll be fun <laughs> yeah she um, recommends. Christy.
3: Um, we talked a little bit about it last week, but I just finished the second season, which is Pen 15. It's so good, especially if you ever were a teenage girl. I guess a teenage boy, too. Um, and it's supposed to take place in uh, the year 2000, but I call bullshit on that because they're using um, dial-up internet and instant messenger, which I think no, yeah. was like late 90s. I mean, it's yeah. close, but yeah. I related so much to it and... There's a storyline of a um, gay kid that's just figuring it out, and I think that they do such a good job with it. And there's is, that,
2: is it Gabe Leadman or it's supposed to be Gabe? Yes. His name is Gabe. Well, I just <sighs> heard Gabe Leadman, the guy that wrote he wrote that when I mean, he wrote on it, and it's sort of like based on him, kinda. Mm-hmm. Um, I just heard him on a podcast, and he's so freaking funny.
3: Oh my gosh! And I think I said it last time, but the two main characters are 30 year old women, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so but they're playing like 13, 14-year-olds, and all the other kids are kids. So, but also i mean meredith you may because the one girl is like super tall mm-hmm. and that that actually happened right like you towered over the boys anyway so yeah until 10th like,
1: t- grade until they all started
4: hitting <laughs> right? puberty
3: yeah so they're all like way short which does happen right yeah. they're all short and then they're awkward when they're trying to kiss because they have to like stand on their tippy toes
0: uh that awkward just never goes away just to be clear yeah. for some of us <laughs>
3: oh. but i i highly recommend it it's it's really great. Cool.
2: Um, I totally like blew it because I was supposed to save a uh, guest tea <laughs> she recommends for Man Minor. Sorry, guys. That was me. Um, anyway, so she recommends High Fidelity on Hulu, which is just a one season wonder. Um, I am recommending this uh, podcast that, I, you know, you know, how sometimes will like just you'll subscribe to a podcast and. That it ends or whatever, and I don't delete it, and something else shows up. Well, I subscribed to the 30 for 30 podcast for a long time ago, and then they had one that was like The Price of Gold. I think that's what it was called about, like, women's gymnastics, and it was really good. I mean, it was depressing as hell, but it was really good. This one um, showed up a couple days ago, similarly depressing, but it's called Bloodlines, not the Netflix show, but um, it's about horse racing and I at first was going to delete because I was like I don't give a shit about horse racing but I it's only three episodes and I highly recommend it it was super well I mean entertaining it was really it was really depressing in a way and talks about like the future of horse racing and it's so crazy just how popular horse racing was at one point like you know my parents will still talk about secretariat as like the best athlete they've ever seen in their life and it's it was so 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 popular and it just now when you look at it you're like this is wrong like this is you know why are we doing this to these horses anyway kind of the i mean I'm not, it's not a spoiler alert but they they what i like about it is they talk about sort of the history of horse racing in america and how it was a rich person you know like the, the vanderbilts there were basically like two mm-hmm. families that did the horse racing and basically every horse that races in like you know the 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 big 3 come there from a line of basically a couple of horses. Like, there's just... They're, you know... Ha- they've been downlined from those horses. So, these horses are starting to break down because they are so... Um, inbred. Inbred mm-hmm. that, you know, they can... A- anyway, so... And, and to get into, um, you know, any of the big ones, you have to be three years old. It's all these precise things that you have to do in order to have a horse in there. Um, and you have to... You have to be three. You have to be, you know, you can't be from, like, a DNA. It has to be, like, a, you know, true blue horse fucking, I guess. (laughs) But, like, really, it's from these, like, two lines of horses. And, yeah, they're all starting to break down. Anyway, I did not think that I was going to like it, but I found it very, very entertaining. So I recommend it. Entertaining is the wrong word. I thought it was very informational. And it was sort of like a history podcast along with, like, you know, the future of horse racing. Interesting. Anyway, it was weird. <laughs> My weird plug.
0: On to our shameless Amazon plug of the week. The first one's from me, and that is a cheap wall-mounted soap dispenser. So if you imagine in a uh, you know a public restroom, cheap
3: or inexpensive or both.
0: Uh, both. Uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, it was it's under ten dollars. Uh, and. We have a Simple Human brand soap dispenser on our kitchen sink, the kind with the batteries in it. And so you put your hand under it and it it dispenses the liquid soap. We we actually, that was on our wedding registry. We got that way back when we still have it. We love it dearly. But because the world is a terrible, disgusting place and because our apartment in Boston is on the third floor at the back of the hall. And so we've got to walk through the doors at the front and up the hall and past gross people because we've seen people come and go from their apartments without masks on we just decided that we wanted to be able to basically decontaminate before we wanted to come before we came into the apartment and so i actually wall mounted this very inexpensive soap dispenser on the door frame outside our apartment door and filled oh. it with hand sanitizer oh. Smart. That is, and so that's when, a good idea. when we get home we put down our shit we take a a hit of the hand sanitizer off the squirt thing. I didn't want to put anything with batteries or anything invaluable because if if somebody if it gets broken or disappears or whatever, who mm-hmm. cares? Uh, and we sanitize our hands, and then we come in, and then we you know wash our hands and do all the stuff we do when we you know the delousing powder, um, the way they hose you down with the fire hose like in the movies. Mm-hmm. We do all you that. Take,
1: but you take a shot of bleach. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, right to the veins.
0: Drink yeah, it. Uh,
4: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, just just so that we, when we're coming into the apartment, we're not bringing in anything with us, and it's probably completely unnecessary, but it makes us feel a lot better. So it, I
1: think that's really smart.
0: Just screwed it right into the door frame. I figure yeah. it's one of those things where it's just like all the hooks we're putting into the wall, or like the the shelves I've been mounting. Like we're just gonna leave them when we leave, so nobody's gonna care. And uh, yeah, it's like yeah. ten bucks, totally worth it. Oh, cool. awesome. yeah! And then next up is uh, something else that came to us from Justina in her email to us this week, and that was the uh, Rocket Book. Which Christy, I think you said you have one too.
3: Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Have you guys ever seen these? No. Um, no. So it's a reusable book that you write on with special pens, and then you wipe the sheet when you're done, like you like a dry erase almost. Wow! Um, and if you need to keep the notes, you take a picture of. There's a cute. What are they called? QR codes, mm-hmm. um, in the bottom, and then it emails it to you. Cool. It's That's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, I got it because Elliot was going through way too much paper
0: <laughs> with yeah. her drawings,
3: and so I'm like, yeah. "This is better. We'll send it to the cloud." <laughs> but also, I use way too much um, paper for notes that I, I yeah. notice, and and. At work, I had unlimited supply of notebooks, and I don't uh, anymore. No shit. I know. <laughs> Office I know. supplies are expensive. So, um, they are. yeah, so I, I really like it. Yeah. Highly recommend. Cool.
0: Uh, and the pens that work on it, uh, among others, are those erasable mm-hmm. pens that were recently yep. plugged by Ann, uh, Anne Miner, for us, and that I tested out and bought. And so yep. it's just a constant revolving door of she Recommends from our listeners.
2: Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it right. uh,
1: sound good,
0: yeah. So, uh, Meredith,
1: yes, um, please check out our website, thisshowhaseverything.com. If you want to buy any of our cool, cool merch, just click the <laughs> shop button, it's all there for you. Um, give us a rate and a review on your podcatcher, that's always appreciated. And if you want to buy any of these, cool soap dispenser things or these (laughs) awesome books, um, use the link that we're going to put in the show show notes and then just use that as your Amazon bookmark. It'll take you to the same product every time, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to buy the thing. Just use the link. Yep. yep. Yeah, you can you can
2: buy, you know, it's not the stork. My dad already texted me <laughs> to tell me not that he doesn't want to talk about that with Rory. So, I mean, it is your job. <laughs> um, okay, get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Uh we still have throwyourphone.com. Uh join the Facebook group, Facebook group if you are so inclined. It's really really fun. Um I don't know. I enjoy it because it delights me. My sister celebrated mine and my niece's October birthdays today. So come and join if you want to see that (laughs) beauty. Um, The show Twitter is at Show. Email us at Tishy at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo, please. Fax Bobby your butt or whatever appendage or whatever you want. Uh, 617-354-8513. Thanks for joining us, y'all. And... That was everything, and not to be Yelp, but go vote. <laughs> Do it.
3: <laughs> that should be our motto: not to be Yelp, but <laughs>
4: da, da, please, <laughs> please vote, please. Yeah.
1: Please clap.